Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five podcast. Today is Tuesday, November 8th. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call <laughs> one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E. N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, we are 47 days away from Christmas. That's Tom Glavin. Tom Glavin days. Tom Glavin day. I like it. There we go. Tom Glavin. Isn't there a famous hockey player with 47 or am I making that up? Am I going crazy? Mm-hmm. 47 is kind of a difficult number to, to do. I don't That's know what about. I was thinking. They're usually like high numbers, right? Like 80s and stuff. Yeah. Or, or low numbers like single digits. Yeah, I can't think of a famous hockey player right now off the top of my head at 47. Oh, fun fact. Hockey. Uh, this just rang a bell. Uh, my boss at Akamai was golfing in Florida on vacation uh, a couple weeks ago and got paired up with a random golfer down in Florida at a retirement village. Do you know who that said golfer was? Who? Bobby freaking Orr. Really? Yeah, she showed us pictures yesterday at the meeting we were at. That's cool. I was the only person in the entire meeting that knew who the hell Bobby Orr was, and I'm not even a big hockey fan. That's awesome. Yeah, I was like, oh, dude, Bobby Orr, like that's a legend. He's he's a yeah hockey legend. You probably wouldn't be able to recognize him by picture today, but yeah, that's awesome. No, I I wouldn't. I don't think I would know him from picture, even if he was how he looked when he was. In his heyday, unless he had like a, a Bruins sweater on, um, yeah, I know the name and I like I know of Bobby Orr, but I don't know what he looks like. Yeah, uh, and today is also National Cappuccino Day. Billy, are you a fan of cappuccinos? No, nah, not really. Really, no cappuccino yeah, no. fan. No, I'm not really a big fan of cappuccinos. I I like cappuccinos. We have a cappuccino machine, but it just takes so dang long to make it. And like when I wake up in the morning, I just want a cup of coffee. Like I want a cup of coffee. That's already pre-made. I don't want to sit up there and mess around with a cappuccino. So, right. like, I, I like cappuccinos. If I woke up in the morning and the cappuccino was already made, I would drink it. Um, I don't mind getting a cappuccino when I go out to, like, a cafe or something. But, you know, in the morning, I just want a quick cup of coffee. It's already made. I don't have to sit there and fool around with a espresso maker and cappuccino and, I don't know, all that stuff. There's just too many steps. I don't I like, like the I like, I like many steps. Do what? I like the frappuccinos. I I think I've had a frappuccino. That's the sweet one, right? That's like cold. Yeah. yeah. Right? Frappuccino's yeah. cold. Okay. I think that's what Emily gets at Starbucks. She gets a I don't know what she gets, but I think it's a frappuccino. I think it's somewhere along the frappuccino line. Billy, last night the Trailless Hawks beat the previously unbeaten Bucks 117 to 98. DeJounte Murray once again puts in almost a triple-double performance in just masterful defense. Had 25 points, 11 assists, and 8 rebounds last night. The thing that made me most excited last night, A.J. Griffin, the rookie, got a ton of playing time. Apparently, uh, Nate got rid of his I hate rookie kind of mantra when Trey wasn't able to play last night. 
A.J. Griffin had a fantastic game, 24 points and four rebounds on 10 of 15 shooting off the bench. The Hawks, the Hawks played their best defense of the year last night, Billy. Uh, they looked they looked like a legitimate, they looked like a team that can play a legitimate NBA championship contending defense for four quarters. Really? Yes. They, they forced 19 turnovers last night, which they converted into 22 points. Uh, the movement on offense from the Hawks last night was so fluid. Uh, they had like they had 23 team assists last night. That was one of the best start to finish complete games I have seen the Hawks play in a long, long time. That's awesome, and something that we definitely needed against a a really solid Bucks team. Um, and the fact that the Hawks continue to win is is always a good thing. I mean, the past or last year. You know, getting off to that slow start didn't help us in getting into the playoffs because we basically had to back our way into the playoffs and getting into the, what, the eighth seed, I think? Yeah, I think so, because I think we had home field versus whoever we play, or not home field, but home court in the first playoff round, and then the second playoff round, we had to go to Cleveland. So, yeah, um, yeah, this is a promising start, man. I mean, Milwaukee was 9-0 and going into uh, the game last night. Hawks now sit at seven and three. They're tied in third with the Boston Celtics. This team looks like a it looks like a different team from last year, man. Uh, I think there's one or two carryover issues that we sort of have still from last year. But I, I mean, when this offense and defense gets rolling, the defense is what gives me hope because the offense last year, the offense the past couple of years has been fantastic. But the type of defense that we're playing now with Dejounte Murray on the court. Man, it just gives me so much hope for the playoffs. Uh, the Hawks held the Bucks to the opponent to an opponent season low, uh, tying 98 points last night. It's the third time this season that Atlanta has held its opponents under 100 points this season. In 10 games, three of those they've held the opponent under 100 points. I don't know if that ever happened last year, honestly. Maybe twice all season. Something too that I'm really intrigued about, Bryce, is you know. You talked about DeJounte Murray's defense. I've watched a couple of Hawks games, or at least a lot, a couple over the past week. And the fact of the matter is that his defense, it seems like the team feeds off of it. And they start playing better defense as well, which is really good to see. You know Absolutely. what? Absolutely. Yep. 1,000% agree. So they, hopefully, hopefully we can continue to, to go down the same track and and get to the point where the team defense is something that's going to be a big part of it and we saw that last night honestly because DeJounte Murray was playing great defense and everybody knows Giannis Giannis is not going to be a jump shooter he wants to get in the lane and drive to the hole where the Hawks were a doing a great job of preventing him from even getting steam to go downhill into the paint and when he got to the paint on, on Kongwu and JC and Capella, they were all playing very good uh, paint D on Giannis. I mean, I think he only shot eight uh, free, free free throws last night. I, that word always trips me up. Um, but yeah, it was it was great team defense, man. And it, it started at the top with Jante Murray and uh, with the win last night. The Hawks improved to seven and three on the season. It's the club's best ten game start since the 16-17 season when they started 8-2. and two. Billy, that 16-17 team, I think they were pretty good, right? Yeah, I think I think that was the 61 season, wasn't it? Bingo, that was. I think they, they, they ended up winning 60 or 62 that season. 
think it was 60, right? Mm, I know it was at least 60. I don't know what they ended I think up it was, Yeah, I can't remember if it was 60 or 62. But yeah, that, that 16, 17 team, that was the team that had the honor of going to the Eastern Conference Finals and getting swept by LeBron James, and I was in attendance for every single one of those games. But this team's going to be different. Why do you have to bring that up? I don't know. Because it, it lives in my memory. I remember watching those games and watching LeBron play. It's the first time I ever saw him in the NBA live. And I remember thinking, LeBron makes basketball look so easy. It's yeah. disturbing how easy yeah. it looks. I remember seeing him in high school. And like the stuff he was doing in high school, I was like, this is not fair for these kids. Like They shouldn't be on the same court as LeBron James. Um, and A.J. Griffin last night, he is the first rookie in the NBA this season to tally at least 20 points and three steals in a single game. So... The Hawks are trending in the right direction right now. That's awesome. And our next game is Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, against the Jazz, maybe? Yes, against the Jazz. All right, Bryce, let's look at the AP top, top 10 uh, for this this week. and A lot of movement, dude. A lot yeah. of movement. Starting at number one, number one, UGA. Are you really surprised here? Nope. There's no other there's no other answer. There's no other answer other than UGA at number one. Sixty-two of sixty-three first place votes go to UGA this week. And that other doofus should lose his first place voting ability. <laughs> Idiot. Ohio State is in at number two. I'm a little bit surprised by this, and I think tonight uh will be the second round of the college football playoff rankings. Um I would not be surprised if two and three get swapped here. I wouldn't either. I I, I wouldn't either. I, I think right now Michigan has a firmer argument for being number two. I honestly think I've watched a lot of Michigan football this year. I think they're better than Ohio State right now. Yep. Just on just on paper, on what I've seen, like opponents, Michigan's better than Ohio State right now. Yeah, and that's tough for both of us to say i can promise you that it's not yeah not yeah thing that we it's like vinegar in our mouth right now yep um, it, it just is what it is man like yeah I, you know I, i'm not saying that they're gonna that ohio state's gonna lose to michigan at the end of the year but i i can tell you if we have weather that is similar to how it was at northwestern if we have weather similar to that at the ohio state michigan game i will not be picking ohio state to win that game because yep. michigan is built to play in the weather that Big Ten teams play in, and Ohio State is not. As mentioned, Michigan is at three, at four. TCU undefeated. TCU is at four. Then they they jump into the top four, which is where do they need to be right now. Yeah, good for them, man. I, I think I've said a couple a uh, couple podcasts ago, a couple weeks ago, that I think it's going to be um, in the college football playoffs. It's gonna, it's going to be UGA, one representative from the Big Ten, TCU, and Oregon. I think those are going to be the four teams that make it into the college football playoffs. And TCU, I mean, undefeated, they keep winning. They're going to stay in the top four. Uh, they had a good squad. Can they beat Ohio State, Michigan, or UGA? I don't I don't think so, but I think they've earned the right to give it a shot. Right. Uh, number five is Tennessee after losing to Georgia last week. Six is Oregon. Oregon continues to win and uh, continue to win, continues to win in impressive fashion, honestly. Yeah, um, I mean, other than other than that slip up against UGA, which I mean, everybody who's played UGA has yeah. sort of done the same thing. They've looked really good. Yeah. Uh, seven is LSU after a big win against Alabama this weekend. Uh, eight, USC. Nine, UCLA. And then 10, the University of Alabama. Oh, wow. Huh. There's a team there that's missing in the top 10. Hmm. 
Who's that? Uh, Clemson? Oh, that's... Are they 11? That's too bad. Are they 11? I wonder, if, I wonder if they are now competing for the best 11th ranked team in the nation. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if they're competing uh, for that. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I don't... I mean, UGA, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, I don't have a problem with that top four. I think Ohio State, Michigan should be swapped. Uh, I would... Tennessee at five, man. Tennessee didn't show me much, but it's hard to rank Oregon above Tennessee because they have like opponents and Tennessee played better. LSU at seven. LSU looked terrible at the beginning of the season and somehow they've turned it around. They can win the West. So uh, they've turned it around the second half beating beating Bam at home. We'll see what else they do on their schedule. Uh, But this this college football got got turned on its head this weekend, man. It, It completely got turned on its head this weekend. So I'm here for more chaos. Let chaos reign. Let's see what happens. But well, we got three regular season weeks left, right, in college football. All right, Billy, next we have the audio fun. It's Tuesday. It's time for some audio fun. So we're going to lead off the audio fun with something that is not fun. Terry Bradshaw said this Sunday morning on the NFL kickoff show. Uh, it might be time to take Terry Bradshaw out to pasture, man, because there's no reason for this comment. And there's no reason that Bradshaw should have said this on live TV especially to an audience as big as that was watching the um, the Fox kickoff show. So here's Terry Bradshaw talking about Kyler Murray in the Arizona Cardinals offense. Well, I'd like they're to not going to do it. They just can't do it. Yeah. The, their mentality is throw, 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 throw. I think if this kid ran five or six runs in a row, I think he'd commit suicide or something. They whoa, have to throw whoa, it. whoa. That's a little dark for this audience. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's a little dark saying. for all of us. They just... <laughs> They just don't seem to care anything about the running game. Eesh. Yeah. Michael Strahan had a look on his face like, what the hell did Terry Bradshaw just say on live national TV? That's, oh, no, no. Mm-mm. I-, I love Terry Bradshaw. I think he's funny. It might be time to take old Bradshaw out the pasture, man. Like, I, I don't, I just, if he's going to say stuff like that, like, it's not like cute, goofy, quirky stuff that uh, Corso says on game day. Like, when Corso makes a slip up, it's like, I don't know, it's like an old man making a joke or something. You know, it's, it's cute. It's quirky. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's Corso saying, F this and hand me the other headgear or something. It's funny. Yeah. But like, yeah, that was uh that was bad, dude. So I, you know, I'll I'll be interested to see if if Bradshaw's back on uh, Sunday or if he takes a week or two leave from um from the kickoff on Sunday morning. But yeah, that was that was Terry Bradshaw. It might be time for Terry Bradshaw to retire. That's yeah, yeah. Good. The next Pat McAfee man, college football. It, Pat McAfee is the best thing to happen to college game day since college game day was invented. Uh, he he adds a different spark to it, and anybody knows that listens to this podcast, I absolutely love Pat McAfee. Everything he does, I am a big fan of because I love Pat McAfee. I have a huge uh, man crush on him. He was on there with Luke Bryan, and Luke Bryan was explaining a, a certain uh, musician didn't call him back. And this was uh, this was Pat's reaction live on College Game Day this weekend uh, up in Athens, Georgia. Lee Bryce, country music singer, Clemson fan. He never called me. He never reached out. He that never, son that's of the a reason. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Bryce. Oh, we can say that. No, no, no. no I don't think we can. I don't think we can. I was crying, laughing, Billy. <laughs> what was, I 
see, I when when I see Pat McAfee on College day, Game Day with Luke Bryan, it, that wasn't what I was la- what I was thinking you were gonna pull. I thought you were gonna pull his uh, his actual pick for that game, which was that was also fantastic, epic. You, yeah, I, dude, it's so hard to pick a single clip from Game Day for Pat McAfee because the entire three hours of the show is clippable. That son of a. Oh, God, that was yeah. so great. That's all we can say. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was crying laughing, man. Just Pat's immediate reaction to just straight volatility. It was so amazing. And it was so great. It's It makes it so much more entertaining. And I had that conversation with Matt Ridgeway yesterday. It was just the fact that, you know, what Pat does just immediately bumps up the energy level for, for college game day. Immediately. And it's it's great to see and it's it's very very entertaining it makes game day which was already an institution even better which is even better for me to watch because i mean i love watching game day but it makes game day fun yeah you know like i i've always loved game day because it's you know it's kind of goofy it has some has some funny stuff on it but i never saw game day as a fun program to watch it you know it's it's not like i didn't have fun watching it but it was you know i was watching a pregame show it was a pregame show to college football i learned a lot about teams and players and all this other stuff but pat on it makes it like a boys weekend where i'm just watching a couple dudes hanging out talking about football having an amazing time with awesome energy Amen. it just changes the complete complex of college game day yeah and the other thing that's kind of interesting to me is the fact that if you've noticed when you you've basically replaced pat with i mean you've replaced corso with pat you know most of the clips that you saw for college game day were corso doing something goofy now it's 100 percent pat you never see anything about herb street or pollock or or anybody like that doing anything stupid it's it's something every single week with pat you know it what was it a couple weeks ago when they were in tennessee and he jumps into the river or you know goes out there and does um directs the band with peyton or you know there's just something different with pat and it's it's so entertaining and that's all you can ask for in that type of show and if you don't if you don't watch pat and when pat does something goofy or funny watch herb street's reaction herbie absolutely loves pat and and his reaction to everything pat does is it's almost like an older brother watching a younger brother make make an ass of himself and just enjoying the entire ride just loving it the whole time yeah and if you don't don't think Herb, herb street has said that for years that he's been wanting to get him on on game day and if you don't think that herb street loves pat mcafee he comes on the pat mcafee show at least once a week at well his son worked for him his son at- earned intern for him during the entire summer yeah yeah uh this next one this is probably my favorite one of the weekend man as, as much as i love the pat mcafee audio fun this next audio fun billy is probably my favorite because it is, it's it's from one of my heroes. Uh, Gronk is my hero. If I didn't have kids and a wife, <laughs> I would like to believe that I would be living a Gronk life. Okay. Um, I see a lot of similarities between Gronk and I. 
And uh, it, he, he's sort of my spirit animal. He's sort of my, if I didn't have a wife and kids, I'm pretty sure I'd be living a Gronk lifestyle. Uh, and, you know, he comes on Sunday mornings before the NFL games and talks about some of the things in, out, you know, buy it. Uh, what's it called? Spike it, something like that. Spike it, love it, or spike it, like it, I think is what it's called. Right. So this one, they're talking about Zach Wilson and the Jets. And this is Gronk's views on Zach Wilson and the Jets. But I'm going to go half full as long as they can get their QB's head in the playbook instead of outside <laughs> at parent-teacher conferences. Oh. <laughs> what? Well, yeah. I think we all know what Wait, you're talking about there. Let's keep it moving. Wait a minute. I think the report plays well with others, but that was just me. I love the opposite reaction from the hosts. One of them is saying, let's move on. And the other one is saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because they want to review that joke. His head needs to be in the playbook and out of the parent-teacher conferences. Yeah, that was... <laughs> wow. That was so ballsy of Gronk to go on an NFL show and say that about an NFL quarterback that has had that all that controversy about Zach Wilson dating his mom's best friend. Oh, God. Fantastic. That's so fantastic. I love Gronk. Look, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson's doing a hell of a job with the Jets right now. I mean, an absolutely hell of a job. So I can't really complain. You know what I mean? Uh, that's all that time he spent studying in the uh, in the classroom, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Those parent-teacher conferences. <laughs> Bryce, let's get the Marine South scoreboard. <laughs> Uh, the only thing we had last night, uh, Monday Night Football, Ravens beat the Saints 27-13. Way to go, Ravens. Thank you for beating those lowly little bastards down in NOLA. I yeah, who didn't see that one coming? That was that was a pretty yeah. easy call right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the stuff at Games and Events calendar, nothing. You got nothing. We're right in the middle of football and softball being done, and basketball will start next week. So we're getting there. We're getting yep, yeah, little like a little dead lull period right now. Um, this week is like the only week of the year during the during the um, school year where there's not really much going on, and it's not a holiday week. We do uh, have so we do have hockey. I mean, excuse me, <laughs> no, we don't. We do have wrestling tournaments this weekend um, to discuss, but yeah, nice, yeah. So that'll that'll eventually come, but sweet, awesome sauce. Bill, you need another cup of coffee? More than you know. Let's do it, man. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. The Colts fire Frank Reich yesterday and hire Jeff Saturday, uh, who has never had any coaching experience in the NFL or college, although he has coached a high school team for three years in Georgia. Um, what the hell is Jim Irsay thinking? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. It's like... I guess you trust Jeff Saturday. Okay, I get that. And he's got technically head coaching experience from coaching down here at Hebron Christian. Um, that's about the extent of it. Like, yeah, uh, I, I don't, um, I, I don't know, man. I saw this and I was just like, what the? I, when it said they hired Jeff Saturday, and I was like, oh, it was like an offensive line coach or something. Yeah. No, no interim head coach. Um, and I believe today they will be announcing Blue, the mascot for the Colts, will be the new offensive coordinator. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, just just complete silly season out there in Indianapolis. And Pat McAfee uh, is is loving it. He's um, eating it up and a big fan of it, I think. is He's all on board. 
Uh, the Bills quarterback, Josh Allen, is being evaluated for a UCL injury, Billy. This good. sucks for the uh, best quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion. Not good, man. UCLs, UCLs or any CLs um, are not good injuries. So hopefully he's okay. Um, maybe it's not serious, which would be devastating to the Bills. Because who's their backup? Ah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. A player. Um, I mean, can we check? Obviously. But Chase Keenum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's not a that's not a terrible backup, but it's that's obviously a huge gap in between Case Keenum and Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, so not terrible. I've also forgot they got Naheem Hines. So yeah, this comes off the back of the Bills dropping a game to the Jets this past weekend. Um, and they have a game coming up against the Vikings, who are don't look now, but the Vikings are one of the best teams in the NFC. Uh, the Do GM for the Angels said they're they're not trading Shohei Otani this offseason, Billy. Are the Angels ever going to be relevant, and are we ever going to see Shohei Otani and Mike Trout play meaningful games in the MLB postseason? Uh, yes. Oh, I like the optimism. Okay. Uh, that was the for the last question. I think that Shohei Otani and, and Mike Trout will play um, meaningful baseball, but I don't think it'll be for the Angels. Oh, well, okay. That's fine. I just want to see the two best players in the MLB featured in the MLB postseason. Yeah, you know what I mean? If I'm the Angels, I wouldn't want to trade them either. No. Really? No, why would you? I would want to build a team around these guys. Yeah. I mean. But they haven't so far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a shame. Because we want to see those guys in the playoffs. Uh, Dwight Howard is going to play for Taiwan's Taiyun Leopards. Dwight Howard's basketball career is still going. I honestly did not know. Dwight Howard was still playing professional basketball somewhere. He played last year, didn't he? For the Lakers? I don't think so. I'm honestly not sure. I don't think he played last year for the Lakers, but I might be wrong. I thought that was a couple years ago. Um, I don't remember him. I could have sworn he played see. last year. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, he played He played last year for the Lakers. I wonder if it has his slash numbers. Um, average, average 16.2 minutes. The Lakers last year, six. He averaged sixteen point two minutes and six point two points per game. Yeah, that's it's exciting. crazy how the league has just completely left him. Like in his time in Orlando, from the oh four oh five season to the eleven and twelve season, like Dwight Howard was one of the preeminent stars in the NBA. Old and yeah, he just. I'm like after the 11 12 season, once he left Orlando, the NBA just completely the way the NBA was played just completely changed. And ever since then, he's bounced around and just hasn't been able to kind of capture that dominance that he had in the uh, in the late, you know, 04 through 11. Right. That's just weird. Weird how the NBA changed. Uh, Carolina Panthers to stick with PJ Walker this week at quarterback against the Falcons. Not y'all worried? Not surprised. Uh, I, I wouldn't say worried, but I mean, the Falcons' defense needs help. Um, obviously, we we didn't play very very well against them. So, Marcus Mariota over under thirteen and a half completions. Ooh, that's a good number. <laughs> a really good number. Um, I would go under. Yeah, I don't know how Carolina's run defense is. I would also go under with you though. Yeah, I'd also go under with you there. And today in 1966, Frank Robinson, Baltimore Orioles outfielder, selected as AL MVP, the first player to win MVP in both leagues. Frank Robinson, good at baseball. 
Yeah, good at baseball. baseball. Very good at baseball. Very, very good at baseball. Baltimore Orioles, not good at baseball. But Frank Robinson, good at baseball. Baltimore Orioles, not good at baseball now. Baltimore Orioles, when when Robinson was there, was really good. (laughs) Yeah, very good at baseball back then. (laughs) Now, not so much. Back then, yes, very good at baseball. Bill, you got anything else to add today, man? Haven't really been good since Cal left. They had like, I feel like they had like one or two years, like 10 years ago where they were good, where they had, wasn't Chris Davis on a good Orioles team? Some want to say. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like one or two years where they were decent. Like it wasn't even, they were like really good. They were decent. And now they're just crap again. Right. It's, they're sort of the running joke of the MLB, like the A's too. You got anything else to add today, man, on the Monday? Or Tuesday, excuse me, Tuesday. It's Tuesday, and uh, it's election day, so enjoy. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) We will see you tomorrow, same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!